What's good, good people? Vets, let's talk, man. We got a new person leading the formation today. Sergeant Sid Power. Hey, before we start, hey, why don't you go ahead and click that like, share, and subscribe, man. Hey, how you doing, Sarge? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in this uh, COVID life. <laughs> <laughs> Is everything shut down down there? Um, nah, it's just being a little more strict as far as um, restrictions is going you know but um nothing shutting down yet but as far as you know the covid cases they keep on rising so we'll see what happens okay man how the family doing brother they're doing they're doing good you know um the little ones are still in school and my baby running around being a crazy me you know, hey, you gotta follow the suit. He gotta follow the suit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know he get big, man. I know he is. Yeah, yeah, he's two now, so you know he's in those terrible two stages. Oh no, yeah, we gotta leave him at the house. Drop him off, <laughs> drop him off at, at your sister's house or something. <laughs> you know, they'll drop him back off. They're like, <laughs> they'll go around the corner, come right back. You can have him. <laughs> So, hey, man, I want to ask you a quick question, bro. Like you, what year did you come in the military? Um, I joined in 2004, so early, you, like March of 2004. Do you remember where you were during the, uh, 9-11? Yeah, for 9-11, I was a sophomore in high school. I was actually running late to my science class. Um, you know, because of everything that was showing on the news. Um, I had just woken up. I remember it was early morning. Um, and I, I just remember going to my pops' room and knocking on the door, you know, asking him, hey, um, you're going to take me to school? And he's like, are you watching this? I was like, watching, watching what? And I looked up and I was all like, dang, that's a cool movie, you know? <laughs> and he was like, he's like, that's live. Wow. And it was just like instant, like, wow, like, what is this, you know, eye opener. Then going to school and just seeing like the teachers faces, everybody in tears, just, you know. And that's when that, I think that's when it hit the most when I was like, oh, you know, th this is real. Right. You know. So being, being that you joined the military during wartime. Like, yeah. What was going through did, going through your mind when the people was actually asking you, yeah, you know what's going on over there and you still going to go ahead and just like raise your hand and serve your country. It takes a, it takes a, a certain type of person like Patriot to do something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> As far as that goes, <clears throat> I always planned on joining the military. You know, that was that was kind of like my go to. Um, it just something about the military always attracted me. Um, you know, I have family members, grand grandparents that were in the military. They didn't serve long, but they served, you know, during some crazy times. Um, and I'm not sure if it was that or what it was, but something just always drew me toward the military. You know, initially I, I said I was going to join the Navy. I went to the Marines, finally signed up with the Army. 
Um, but, you know, during a, a time of war that I think that motivated me to join more than anything, you know, it didn't, it didn't, um, you know, I didn't stop to think, oh, shoot, you know, this is the wrong time to go. Now I'm scared, you know, now it, it just wasn't the right time to even think that way. It was like more of it's time to go, you know, now's the time to go, even though as young as I was, you know, being a sophomore, I was so eager, you know, to want to wanting to protect, you know, your homeland, your home, you know, you don't want, you don't want terrorists or anybody else coming to your homeland and doing, you know, what they did, you know, and when I mean homeland, I mean, like, you know, what if it's right outside your door? Right. You know, a lot of people don't know that how that feels. I'm, I'm from, you know, I'm in California. That happened in New York. And I felt, you know, what everybody else was feeling out there. So, yeah, it didn't, it didn't change my judgment. You know, it wasn't going to happen regardless. Um, but, yeah, it just motivated me more, me more to just want to do that even more. Okay, man, let's dive. Let's dive into this thing real quick. Hey, man, being like, you know, PTS and TBI, you know, this is a big subject for military personnel getting out of the military, in the military, and not even military. It could be like civilian sector. There's a lot of people that deal with the same internal scars that we deal with, right? Like, after your service, when did you start seeing some effects with you as far as like how you move? Well, just just being back, you know, things were different. Um, we were used to certain ways, certain things, um, even coping wise, you know, our own ways of coping were different. Um, I don't know exactly how everybody coped with it my way of coping with it was you know i would go out and drink a lot um it was a job to look for a job for me when i got back um and it was it, it was just something that i hope nobody has to ever experience because when i got back you know it was it was a rough time as far as um, the economy as well, too. Right. You know, so when I got back, it was already rough as it is. And coming back as a veteran, you know, being in a combat zone, I got a lot of doors shut in my face, you know, just going to interviews alone and um, having people ask, you know, have you ever deployed? And, you know, being patriot you're gonna not say no you know that's that's not in your blood to say no even you know as bad as people may think veterans are you know they just need to understand they're coming back from a war zone we're not used to that type of stuff right you know um but it's it, it it was it was an interesting time um to be dealing with that type of stuff you know looking for a job being stressed out being all over the place you know i i honestly didn't find help or seek help until late 
after probably about a good four years after I got out of the military. And that's probably when I started to look back, you know, at my past and was like, Hey, you know, I went about it the whole wrong way. You know, I, I needed help from the get go and I didn't even know it. So when did you start realizing that you had this, this thing? I would say probably like in 2012, 2012 was when it started to hit me. So when, what, were, what were some of the things that you were like doing? Um, I would say, of course, you know, a lot of the anger issues, a lot of the um, aggressiveness, you know, a lot of the light tempered, um, very light tempered, um, any little thing would trigger me. Um, and when I mean anything, I mean anything. I mean, somebody could be pushing their cart in the, in the, in the little grocery store, you know, hit my cart and boom, it's, it's on, you know, it was just like, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's not me, you know? So little things like that, I started to notice. Um, and at that point is where I felt like, you know, I need to go see somebody about this. Right. And you mentioned the whole thing with going into job, telling these folks that you've been deployed. And that's big. And a lot of people don't sit back and realize that as a combat veteran. First off, a little bit of history between me and Pyro. That's what I call him when he was in there. He was my NCO. Yes. We, we kind of chewed the same stuff. And we, you know, almost lost my life with this guy a couple of times. Like, we was outside the wire for 14, what, 14, 15 months? That deployment? Yes, sir. So we seen a lot the first couple of months of our deployments. And we like, we kind of just hit the ground running, QRF, you know, uh, detainee, it, you, like you name it, we did it. We was out there. And the things that we done, it became a norm. Like, it be, yeah. like because like he said, coming back stateside, we become so normalized to the things that we was doing. A lot of stuff that goes on here, we become numb to a lot of things that's going on because we're just so ready to just go at any moment. And it's it's different. It's a lot different. A lot of people don't really understand that about us. They just sit back and say, why can't he get over it? Or what's wrong with it? He can't live a normal life. And they just see us as people that just don't want to do. I'm going to just go ahead and throw it out there because I have the same things he has. They just see us as people just, just lazy, don't want to do it. Like, yep. it, but, you know, at the end of it, we have it. It doesn't have us. At a certain point of our lives, we figured out how to control this thing. But I'm, I'm going to ask you, like, when you seek help, did like when you seek help, did that help you at any? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's funny you mentioned that. You know, when I went to go look for help, I found myself, you know, looking, searching, and trying to find, you know, people to talk to, people that could relate. A lot of people couldn't because they didn't know um you know what i experienced what i've been through i could tell them my stories right but ultimately they 
wouldn't understand. So what I did was I went to um, the VA. I went to the VA hospital and I found myself talking to, I want to say it was three different psychiatrists that I had to um, talk to. The very first one I spoke to, she was probably the best person that um, could relate. She had a, I believe she had her, her father and grandfather served. So she understood, um, you know, PTSD inside and out, firsthand experience. And um, she wasn't my psychiatrist. She was more like the initiation psychiatrist. Right. Um, I felt that she helped me the most. The second psychiatrist they had me talking to, which my which was my actual psychiatrist, um, basically said that I was an alcoholic um, because I was drinking at least three times a week, even though I explained to her I would probably drink, you know, a shot a day. You know, just to calm my nerves at the time, I didn't have anything to calm my nerves, you know, and like I said, anger issues with all that stuff going on. um, I needed something to help. So, um, you know, she recommended taking certain pills. They sent me to another area. I talked to another person. They sent me to another area. I talked to another person. They sent me to another area. I talked to another person. And by the time I left there, I'm going to show you. No. This is what I left it with. Hell no. That's, that's These weird. are all, all prescriptions that they wanted me to start taking. Um. I'm not going to lie. I started taking some of those pills. Um, right. And I just felt like I was going in a darker direction. Exactly. Um, it wasn't helping. I felt like I didn't have a personality. Um, it was more like I was waking up and not even really living life. You know, waking up, taking these pills, going on my regular routine but not really communicating with people, not really talking to people, not having a daily life, not even with my own kids. You know, it was hard to reach out to them. It was hard to talk to them, to everybody at that point. So um, little by little, I stopped taking these um, pills and I went back. And when I went back, um, I talked to the um, psychiatrist that I was talking to there. And they basically told me that I'm going to have a relapse because I stopped taking my pills and I had stopped drinking completely 300. I mean, across the board, I stopped drinking just because they kept saying that I was an alcoholic. I knew I was an alcoholic at that point when I got back, probably about the first year. I'm not going to lie. I was drinking a lot. You know, as soon as I would wake up, you know, nine to five looking for a job at five o'clock, I would just start drinking until, you know, I felt that it was time to go to bed. (laughs) 
which was, you know, the sun was coming up. That's the time it was time to go to bed. Yeah, I can really. But that was only like the first year, you know, where it was really rough, where it was really a rough patch. You know, after that, I felt that I started catching myself, you know, with these little things as far as drinking a lot, as far as, you know, um, the way I'm talking to people, the way I'm approaching people, the way I'm handling situations. And that's when I started to tinker down to, oh, shoot, something's up. But going back to this VA thing, you know, there's there's a lot of options out there as far as um, coping with things. You know, there's meditation. There's, you know, working out. There's all kinds of different things that you could do. And at that time, you know, like I told you, I talked to one of those, um, the first, the first uh, psychiatrist, I went back to her, actually. And I told her, I was all like, you know, I feel like all these psychiatrists that I'm talking to, nobody's helping me. And she explained to me that, you know, there's um, other sources that she cannot tell me to do but that I should try other remedies. Right. And I was all like, okay, well, what are these remedies? You know, please explain. And she was just telling me, she just, you know, gave me this flyer and it was um, a weed for warriors flyer. And I'm not too for sure if you're familiar with that, but that's basically an organization formed, um, you know, with and with only veterans. Right. And um, these are all types of veterans from, you know, Navy, Marines, Army, from all eras of the military, you know, going through the same thing we've went through with the VA, with, um, you know, these pills, with, um, you know, everything as far as what we're going through outside of the military. And, you know, I linked up with them and started dealing with, you know, marijuana and their remedies you know there's all types of different remedies as far as you know um there's actual weed there's actual tincture there's different waxes there's different forms liquids you know drinks ointments lotions everything you could think of you know right and i started dipping into that stuff and that's what i felt helped me the most you know, it helped me find myself. It helped me bring myself back to the norm. Right. You know, I felt that I could build a personality. Um, it helps me sleep. You know, it helps with the with the stress. A little bit of everything, man. So that's that's what that's my go to at this point um, is, you know, my greens. <laughs> but Good that's, 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 that's the only way I could cope with, with things at this point, man. But um, I refuse to take the pills. You know, it was just leading me into a, a very, very, very dark place where I hope if anybody is in that place that they reach out and look for other help because there is other help out there. Yeah, a little, little bit of transparency. Yeah, I was when they gave me the same thing. I felt more suicidal than anything, if that makes sense. And I'm just being honest, this, this is a forum to sit here to do that, to share a little piece of whatever that I was going through with that. But mm -hmm. I felt like that, I felt mute. Anything, anytime somebody would say something to me, it's like I couldn't gather my words. 
And I yep. just sit there and just look at them. So that's definitely not the way to go. And then sit back and tell you, maybe you need to try this pill. What about this pill? Oh, we got this. Yep. And, and you know, when you go in there and talk to them, they just sit there and look at you like, because it is a lot of people that go in there and just, just they just trying to basically get a check and they go in there and lie. Oh yeah, like, definitely. I never really take a person's experience away from them because what they went through, there's just, you know, what it is. But it is a lot of people out there that's trying to play the game. And it just sucks for veterans like us that actually been through the suck, if that makes any type of sense. Hey, do you think did did your condition contribute to your divorce? Um, you know, when I was in the military, um I wouldn't say I, I necessarily had um the support from my partner at the time. Right. Um, even just being, you know, local stateside. Um it was kind of rough as far as um, being there. I get, you know, when I joined, I was young. Right. Um, I was probably like at that point, um, 19, 20 years old when I got, you know, when we decided to get married. Okay. And um, just like, um, you know, any other soldier, they're just trying to take care of their family, you know, make sure they're taken care of before anything major happens to them. If anything major was to happen. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I don't feel like I had that support and um, my marriage was just, I felt at that point kind of always on the rocks. And then when I got back, I definitely was not there to even want to put in any type of work um, mentally. It just felt like I, I, I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with any of the problems, you know, like, and yeah, I mean, like I said, at the time, I didn't, I didn't seek any help, you know, I didn't try to look for any help. Um, I felt that everything that I was doing was completely normal which I could tell you 100% it was not normal. Right. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say that um, it definitely contributed to uh, my divorce for sure. Wow. So you just kind of checked out. Yeah, man. Like I felt like it was already, you know, when you're deployed, it's, it's already rough as it is. Right. You know, it's, it's we were gone for a solid 15, 15 months. Um, that could be rough on anybody, even, you know, a long term marriage. It could be rough and newlyweds. If it's definitely going to be rough, you know, so. You know, it's it's part of the game. It's part of, you know, being a soldier, you know, you got to deal with with those those type of heartaches. Um, but. Yeah, when I got back, I just I, I wasn't there at all, dude, at all. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to be there mentally. Um, I checked out, you know, like I said, I was constantly drinking um, and I wasn't even trying to even build my relationship 
Um, so I want to say a, a year after I got back, actually, completely, we completely separated. Right. So. So, okay. Would you say that you're somewhat in a good place right now? You're never really going to be perfectly like normal. Like, but would you say that you can better deal with a lot of things that come your way? Like if, if somebody was to come up to you and just do the small things that used to piss you off, would you just be that person to just sit back and just walk away? Oh, nah, you know, at this point, you know, I just feel like I'm more mature and I'm not that young stud anymore where I could just react, you know? You, you don't know what, what people have on them these days. You know, you don't know how people are going to react these days. You don't know what people have been through these days. Nobody doesn't know, you know, how people live and who they know or even like what they're about. So it's just at this point, you know, I, I kind of, I step back, <laughs> you know, I take two steps back and, you know, I catch myself before anything. Right. Of course, you know, you're going to get in those situations where you can't handle yourself and it's going to come out and you can't control it. And once it's out, it's out. Yeah. And you already know, you know, once that dog's out, that, that beast is going to come out. It's like the domino effect. Yeah. And it's like everybody's trying to, what's wrong? Calm down. Bah, bah, bah. You know, we're not, the, we're not built like that. Nah, you know, there's not a switch where we could just, okay, yeah, okay, I'll calm down. Like, no, <laughs> like, no, nah, bro, let me go. Let me go take a drive. I'll be back in a couple hours. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know how it goes. Give me a minute by myself. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll get over it, but stop asking me questions. <laughs> exactly. You know? Hey, man, like, hey, if somebody, you, you, if you know somebody, you know, he comes across, he's fresh out of the military, or he even could be in the military, he's can um, showing signs of traumatic brain injury or PTS. Like, what would you say to that individual? Oh, man. I don't even know, to be honest. Seek help. Seek help ASAP because tbi is no joke um tbi is definitely no joke right. you know that's that's a big thing that i'm dealing with right now alongside ptsd is tbi um you know when we were out there we got blown up dude <laughs> and um you know that kind of stuff it just yeah. it affects you it what? definitely affects you more than once more than once yeah more than twice <laughs> more than twice that's what i was you know what i was just talking to to my partner my girl right. i was telling her man just thinking about i was like damn she's like what i was like you know how yeah um professional athletes especially um you know nfl players they're going through all this concussion treatment and stuff like that you know I feel like the military should have something along those lines, right? you know, because we get out and we're dealing with these things. And just like those players are getting hit, you know, when we're getting hit by that freaking, I'm not even sure what that blast is, 
but you feel it, dude. You, you know, you felt it, you know, it's just like, you don't see it, but you definitely felt it, feel it in your body. And, you know, that type of stuff, it contributes to all these pains and aches. And, you know, we're having all these knee pains, all these body pains and it's random. And we're like, bro, I'm not even that old. Like, why am I feeling this way? I feel like I'm freaking like 80 years old, like, you know, getting out of bed, everything's cracking. You're like, what the hell? But that's the type of stuff that you deal with in, in a combat zone and TBI, you know, it's just, you know, your, your brain's very, 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 very fragile. And, you know, any little movement inside that's going to, you know, cause your, your, your brain to freaking, you know, take that impact. It, that's not healthy on you, dude, at all. Not and a lot of people don't understand that. And then they start forgetting stuff, you know, yeah. stuff that they, 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 they're like, uh, it could be something as easy as a combination that they knew for years. They get up to that, that lock and they're trying to remember like so hard, like, bro, I've had this lock for like 30 years, but I can't remember the combination. You know, it could be something as small as that. Sometimes it comes back. Sometimes it kicks in and it's like randomly you're remembering these things. You're like, You'll be walking around, you know, three, four weeks later. Oh, yeah, I remember that combination now, you know, like it's stuff like that, that you just you're, it, that you need to get that checked. You know, that's not normal. Yeah. That is not normal. Not only that, it's like when you sit down sometime and you just days off into nowhere, like Wonderland and people like, hey, are you okay? oh, yeah. hey I'm good. Or you just get fuzzy like sometimes like to be perfectly honest i don't even know how i got to the house i'm just being honest but i make it home but <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna i was you know what i was gonna say the exact same thing if that ever happened to you while you were driving yeah. it happened to me you know quite a few times i remember one time i was driving driving out to vegas me and my buddy and you know it, it's a it's a long straightaway for a while so I'm seeing nothing but desert, you know, flat land. I'm starting thinking about, you know, mission time. And all of a sudden, my foot's just on the freaking throttle, just taking a ooh, Next thing you know, we're going like over 100. And I just have a dead look on my face, just like driving straight. And I just felt his hand on my shoulder. He's all like, are you all right? Because he knows my situation, you know. So he just puts his hand on my shoulder real gently. Are you all right? And I just take my foot off the throttle like, oh, bro, like, you don't even know. Let me tell you this one story. Like, and I'll just go on into a mission, you know, and it's just like you catch yourself. That, those are the type of things that happen. You start noticing. And I guess that's 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 the only way you can really cope with it. You know, you, you do got to understand yourself mental, mentally. You got to understand yourself physically. And, um, you know, you got to acknowledge it because if you ignore it, that's when the trope, the problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You yeah. know, that's one thing you have around you when this thing comes about is people say, oh, you are right. There's nothing wrong with you. Oh, stop saying you got. But the, the, the thing is, you have to realize that you have it so you can deal with it. Yep, definitely. Hey, let's do, um mission brief, man. Let's do some. Let's do something real quick, man. I'm gonna I'm throw a word out there. This is the mission brief. Refocus. Like I'm gonna tell you what it means to you. If you want to, you don't like. You don't have to, but refocus. Like to me, it's like redirecting my mind into a certain place when I get into situations. Like 
Example, my son. Like if I get to thinking about something negative or something that went on over there, or I get some type of attitude of, or if I have some type of thought of taking my own life, you know, transparency. I think about my child, like what am I telling him by if I act a certain type of way? Like, am I giving him the, the green light to be a certain type of way when things go on with him? Like what if for, 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 for instance, that he goes through something and he's like, hey, my father act like this. So it's okay for me to act like that. So I refocus myself around him so I can be a particular type of person. Not only around him when I'm out and about in the city, so I won't like get in any type of trouble. And that's what like refocus to me because I'm the train conductor, right? And if yeah. I crash this train, it's a lot of people going to feel the impact of what goes on with me. Yeah, that's definitely. What, that's what I think refocus is to me. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, your your family has to be your refocus. It has to be. There's there should be, you know. I don't I don't even I, I don't know. I don't know no other option. Right. Because that's the only thing that can probably bring you back down. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, you could say. I have a dog. You could say, you know, there's a special item. You could say, you know, there's um, drinking, you know, weed remedies, whatever. Ultimately, your family, you know, is your heart. Right. And, you know, that's that's connected to your brain and that's going to relay that message to remember what, you know, what you're doing this for. That's the only thing that I could definitely relate to. You know, I got my little guy, I got my woman, I got, you know, my other two kids and that's all you, you have to, you know, think about at this point. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, there's really nothing else that could really bring you back down. Hey man, I appreciate you for like giving up some of your time and sharing a little something with people, man. I really appreciate that. This means so much to me. No problem. You know, we're just we're we're gonna be dealing with this. You know, I I love the fact that ever since we've been out, that you've been checking up on all of us. You know, like. I'm not, I'm not, you know, not too many people are familiar um, with your position in our platoon, you know, in our platoon, I'm not going to even include rank. I want to say, you know, you were that, that big brother to everybody, you know, even to me, I was young, dude. Like at that time, I think, let me see, I was probably like 20, 21 I think, you know what? I turned 20 and 21. I turned 20 in Texas and 21. No, no, I'm sorry. I turned 21 in Iraq. Yeah, I turned 21 and 22 in Iraq. Wow. Yeah, I turned 21 and 22 in Iraq. So, but ever since then, that was what? 
2008 when I got out. And like ever since then, dude, like you've just been checking up on all of us. You know, you I know, you know, you keep in, in touch with me, with hurt, you know, is is very, you know, close to your heart. Um, and uh, you know, a couple other guys, I'm sure. But I just felt like you've always been there, you know, even you know, while we were serving, you would come to me and yo, you ready to go? And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm just waking up. What the heck are you talking about? Like, let's go get breakfast. Come on, get up. Like, <laughs> you always kept me on my toes, man. And like, you were, you were freaking under me. Like <laughs> I should have been, over, you know, under you, but you know, that just develops that, that great leadership that a lot of people don't understand nowadays because, you know, nowadays it's, it's who you know, you know, it's, oh, I've been at this place for a long period of time. I deserve this position, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, that stuff in the military, like, it's completely different. You know, it was, it was about hard work. You know, is that dude a hard worker? Is that dude show up? You know, does he, does, is he a team player? You know, and you were always like all that stuff in one and some, you know, like, not just that, like I tell a lot of people, hey, like my soldier taught me how to work out. Like people tell me, oh, how did you learn how to work out? I'm like my soldier taught me how to work out. <laughs> and he, th- people didn't believe me. And like for the longest time, I was like, yeah, this dude's like, this dude's a big dude, big old dude. I was like, he has some small chicken legs, but he's oh, a big you gotta, dude. You <laughs> gotta put kidding. that on here, bro. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you thought I forgot about those legs, huh? <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I feel you, bro. No, nah, but you know what? The fact that, like, you always looked out for all of us, man. Like, I appreciate you. Like, like for real. Like, straight from my heart, bro. Like, you always checked up on us. Like, I know every time I had a problem, I, it was, just, like, real easy to get a hold of you. You know, it's real easy to talk to you. And, and you're very, you know, down to earth. And, you know, you could you could relate to a lot of these these issues, these problems that, you know, a lot of veterans are going through, not just myself, you know, a lot of different people. And and I hope, you know, you touch bases with, you know, plenty of more, because I know there's a lot of them out there that need help, you know, that need guidance. And like maybe, you know, you're the tip of the spear. So, yeah, man, because my, my thoughts on that, like, I know what it's like. Cause when I when I got out after that first couple of years, you know, it wasn't really noticeable. But once it hit me, it hit me, and it hit hard like a like a sledgehammer. I had nobody to go to, pa. Nobody. It was just like even though I had my wife, like I because of what I was going on with me, we had like a, a big rough patch, and 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 for years it, it took years to repair that what was going on yeah. based on what was going on with me. So like, I feel like I know what it feels like. I say, man, let me check these guys and see what's going on. Cause I know, like, I know I was like, no, I'm not the only one. I can't be the only one. Yeah. For longest, I was thinking that until, you know, Christopher, right? I'm not going to talk about a situation. I'm like, okay, let me check the rest of these guys. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, Robuck. Hey, <laughs> 
But hey, man, I'm about to I'm about to close yeah. out real quick, man. Close out on this real quick. Hey, man, if you know you're a veteran, you're going through a situation. If you're even thinking about suicide, there's a, a number that I'm going to attach in the description below. You can contact somebody. If you can't contact somebody, that reach out to me at Inspiration by Don on uh, IG. Text me, call me on there. Like, I'll talk to you, you know? I, we can try to get you somewhere. Like, I can't say I'm the end-all, be-all, or any, like, you might know somebody, talk to them, but reach out to somebody when you feel in some type of way that you can trust, that won't use what you have against you, and, that, and that's big. Always remember, you may have it, but don't let it have you. Like, yep. it's, it's a lot of things that was derailed in my life just because of this thing, but at this moment, I'm living as a happy soul, and, and I'm going to move as such. Hey man, best let's talk. Who's up for the next formation? Ball out. <laughs>